That's the band E. They have a new record out called Negative Work. And Gavin McCarthy and Talia Zedek of the band E are here. Thanks for being here. Hey, Brian. Thanks, Brian. So um, I guess the last time you were here, um, this was you like it was like on the eve of a European tour. What must have been about a year ago, right? Yeah. And now you're on the eve of another. I think the tour. first record had just come out, probably. Yeah, the first record came out in November. Right. Eleventh, eleven, eleven. And but the, we went on tour in what January or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So okay. it's probably yeah somewhere right around December or something. Maybe November. So yeah, so that's exactly what we're yeah so just doing the same thing. We leave in a week and a half for right. twenty four shows or so in wow. in Europe. And so. what are you are you hitting the same places or? Uh, some, yeah. same countries, <laughs> same areas, more or less. And so, what what is different about this this record? What what, what do you what, how do you feel like it's it was? I know you produce it was Machines and Magnets, right? Well, we're gonna sell a million so. copies. <laughs> I see. That's a big, a big difference. It's a big hit record. <laughs> and um, no, I, I mean, in all honesty, it's we approached everything the same way. I mean, we tracked tracked it live like a rock I band see. does, right. and minimal overdubs and got it all done and i think all the basic tracks were done in one or two days yeah it's was, it was kind of we it was just kind of a crazy fast right. crazy fast record right well that's part of but, uh, part partly you guys knowing the material but it's also that that engineer is really good seth right? manchester yeah, yeah machines with magnets i've yeah. heard good things about him he's yeah. a speed king yeah. yeah yeah he's great editing great editor and right. um and he's done a lot of He's done a bunch of the records by the band Battles. Oh yeah, okay. and who else has he done? The Body. The Body. Course. Battles is that DC? No, those guys are. I don't know where they're from. I just I don't remember. I'm not sure. They're where not they're Providence from. though, are they? The the, the recording studio is in Providence, right? It's in Pawtucket. Pawtucket. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I know Alec Redfern has recorded a lot there, mm-hmm. and he recommended that place. Yeah, quite. it's mm-hmm. really yeah. it's a really great studio. Um, he did uh, the last Lightning Bolt record, I believe. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. or okay. I don't know if he recorded but it was recorded there but um when you're when you're recording I'm I'm curious about this when you guys are recording a band like this because it's such a live experience you know to see this band live it's one of the best live bands I mean do you does that make it easier or harder because my hunch is it would make it easier to record because you think well we don't have to worry about overdubs and all big huge production let's let's just capture the live thing and you either capture it or you don't am I Am I off in the weeds on that, or is it is it a lot harder because you're you're trying to capture this magic this magical thing live? I mean, rather than you know, as opposed to a songwriting thing where you might have strings and you might have a bigger production. I, mean, I think between like all of Jason's, he's got so many different. It's not that he has so many of them, but he you know he has his own guitar which he built, which we have a he has. A video up now. Yeah. I saw that. It's like that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And he's also um, they didn't talk. What they didn't talk about in the in the videos. He's got um a bunch of like handmade boxes, foot boxes that you can kind of see on the floor next to him. And um and they they do some some really odd things. So I think like he actually does overdub that, but he plays that stuff live. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the only he overdubs it just so he can get the the total subsonic thing happening. Oh yeah, but, um, right, right. I'd say it, it is pretty much live. We don't, we didn't, we didn't do any overdubs. Wow, that's I think great. In the last record, I did like one like little sort of ambient sort of feed pet track behind one song, but uh, this time, yeah, nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the... Uh, I don't really know any other different way, <laughs> frankly. That's always been my experience. Yeah, the, the violins, the piano... That's with this guy. That's me. That's yeah. how Brian yeah. works. Right, it's all But layers. again, even for, as a drummer, though, in that, it's I come in and play with the bass and the guitar, and we record basics. And, right. And, no, I mean, I think yeah. that's sort of... We're doing what I think many rock or punk rock bands have done, is you record what you sound like and then you play what you sound like and it's all kind of it's just not a lot and there's just no frills exactly for, yeah. also, for also the a, budget aspect of <laughs> well there's, <laughs> all, there's all that <laughs> you can't true? afford a violin yeah. player or right. whatever right you know but well it's also you know i i heard it uh, we talked about this before i heard an interesting interview with um i think i think it was john bryan who who kind of uh-huh made a differentiation i'm kind of curious to hear what you guys think about this made a differentiation between bands that write songs and bands that do performance pieces and you started off by saying well led zeppelin is a band that does performance pieces they're great i love them live but it's about those four guys you know it's about those four people you couldn't really recreate that unless you had those four people yeah i mean i don't and that's the way I feel about E. It's like it's about you, three, oh, yeah. three people. Absolutely. Whereas, yeah. you know, he, and he, then he went and played Lithium, like Kurt Cobain's Lithium on piano, and was like, oh my God, this sounds like Gershwin, the way he's playing it. The harmonic complexity. And he was basically saying, this is like, this is a song band. Whereas Led Zeppelin, he tried to play it on piano. It sounded ridiculous. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, you're not going to replace Kurt Cobain, Cobain and still call it Nirvana. True. You know I mean? Right. And I don't know if Led Zeppelin is the best example. I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. But um, he's bringing in, Kurt's bringing in, or, or someone like, um, um, you know, um, Tom York with Radiohead. He's bringing in song like check this out. I worked on this song, yeah. And you know, here's the chord changes, and let's figure out something. I mean, I assume that you do something like that with 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 your with TZ band is is you you come in with with maybe some chord changes and some lyrics, and then let's figure out how it sounds. Yep. yep. You know, yeah. as opposed to this band, which is more, I think of more of a. Yeah, there's a lot of um, collab more collaborative. Yeah, there's collaboratives, and then the people bring in like kernels of ideas, like Tile bring in. Um, either a riff or some vague chord changes and we'll mess around with it. Right. And Jason will do the same, had been doing the same. You know, he'd have a lick and we'd be like, oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's try that again. And then we then we sort of start massaging it all I together. Um, and it's definitely a band that, you know, if, if <laughs> I was joking with somebody, well, you know, Jason now lives in Colorado. All we got to do is find the other guy that welds his own guitars together and, <laughs> you know, in town. I mean, we'll get a new guy. But, you know, you're just not going to find right, right. another. There's only one guy who does another that. Another guy that does that. I mean, and peop- and the listeners out there probably all know Neptune from, you know, Jason has a pretty course, extensive yeah. right. um, discography with Neptune and all of the various instruments that he built. And Do we have a track off of this that, that kind of showcases, I mean, one of his, one of his weird guitars? Um, well, I mean, it's I kind mean, of all embedded, you know. It's in the, all there. In the sound, you know. But. What's uh, I think? How about Cannibal Chat Room? It's got some crazy stuff on it. Cannibal Chat Room. Yeah, that's got cool. a lot of fun, funny noises. Great. E um, is here. Talia Zedek, Gavin McCarthy. We'll be right back. <laughs>
chat room e jason singing right jason yeah that's jason's song um that's about his research uh internet research about the uh the the cannibal community (laughs) which is apparently alive and well out there on the internet and i think jason was doing a little research on various uh communities chat rooms social groups that were interested in cannibalism (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember how if his research bore any fruit of any kind well it bore the lyrics but that's true that's true yeah (laughs) yeah that that sound all those guitar sounds are great i mean people should listening should should watch the video because yeah he 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 kind of talks about the guitar and the way he built this guitar and actually the frame doesn't even really need to be there. I think he said something like it's just the it's the memory of what a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. The memory right. of a guitar. It's a hollow it's, guitar, totally yeah. hollow, and there's no there's no I mean there's a body, I guess, but it's like it's not it's not creating it's not adding to the sound, I guess. No, yeah. no, yeah. Right. But he right. can he can put his fingers through the fretboard and and all kinds yeah. of crazy. I guess yeah. that's what he was doing in the song is you hear that little kind of almost it sounds like he's like massaging you know the guitar like it's some piece of clay or something in the middle of that right and he does a lot of things he has little what are they called banana clips or something he prepares yeah, roach the clips actually roach yeah. clips they he puts them on the strings for various oh, yeah. i guess it, it gives it a little different tonalities right um and of course he doesn't have a standard e-a-d-g-b-e right string scenario he has like two low e strings or something or Yes. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, he, I've seen Rebo do that, where he has a little paper clips and banana clips and stuff yeah, like that yeah. to give it, you know, a little bit of a jangle. Kind of muting or sort of, you know. And muting. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's really cool. Prepared. It, it's interesting what you were saying about arrangements, too, because it's really true that um, 
that this band is is super arranged. That's what I like about it is that it sounds really arranged. Like it's definitely you know you get the sense this band has actually worked on this stuff. It's super yeah. tight and arranged. I mean, there's song we think of them as songs, you know, and songs of yeah. you know A B A C or whatever. You, you d- let's, so you don't think of them as performance pieces. Well, I don't know. I mean, performance pieces. I mean, we're, we perform these songs. <laughs> I mean, and Jason is a pretty performative um, player, you know. Yeah. I don't think of him he, as like a quote-unquote songwriter. I think of him as more he of a would, performer. He would probably say that, too. He's, he, you know. Yeah. Um, Sculptor. He has other interests in sculpting and, and yeah, things yeah, like that. Welding, right? welding, welding. Yeah, yeah, welding. All the welding, of course. Right. Um, so he's <clears throat> multi, multi-disciplinary. Right. Multi-disciplines. Um, well, I think I think you could make the argument that any any piece of music with lyrics is a song, you know. So you can, yeah, you could go that direction too. But uh, but it is very arranged. I like that about it. You know, I think a lot of bands, it's it's it sounds like a, a lot of bands that that um, that are that are trios or duos. It, it's you get the sense that it's more free, free improvisation or free. There's a lot more free open mm-hmm. sections. Mm-hmm. Where, okay, we're just going to jam for. Right. Hmm. I hate that. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not interested in watching a band jam. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this band, I never get the sense that this band is jamming. Well, the funny thing know? is that all the songs are written out of jams. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Right. I, that they're, that I would think. They're yeah, all but, written, right. more or less written. You know, completely, right. just sort of spontaneously improvised. But then, yeah, when we kind of decide, like, oh, we really come up with something we really like, then we kind of. Yeah, spent all my time working on the arrangements and stuff. And yeah, because that that was the other question I was going to ask. Because I would, I would guess that you you have in order to come up with a, a, a piece of music, you're going to have to jam to come up with those fragments. And then do you do you record? I know a lot of bands record. I, yeah, we I can't even fathom that. We did you would record for two hours and then listen back and try to figure out okay, well that sounds good and that sounds. Yeah, we did we do, do a lot that. of that. We did a lot oh, of that. Wow. I mean, not two hours, but right. Taya was instrumental and you know she'd have the the tape player i've just got like a little yeah mp3 recorder that right holds it you know has a ton of memory and it's just so it's not like difficult to process you can just even play it back like through a microphone but um you're saying sometimes me or jason would bring in guitar parts but what gavin would do for for writing is like he would actually like because i would i would kind of listen through and send everyone like the stuff we did at rehearsal and, and Gavin would sometimes chop stuff up in a really interesting oh, way wow, and put stuff great. together. Yeah, you were like, me about that. Yeah, yeah right. I could dump it into logic and then start, you know, taking little, hearing little things and looping them and seeing what that would sound oh, like. Wow, and that's interesting. Um, that's a lot of work, but that's kind no, of that's fun. Like, it's kind it of was fun. fun it was yeah. fun. And I could c- occasionally surreptitiously record bass guitar parts on them. <laughs> and then, and then you, you kind of present it to the band and say, what do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I wasn't lobbying for a bassist in the band. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's sort of how a couple, I think how a couple of the tunes that I sing on, how I sort of worked them out was to sort of arrange them in logic um, at home so I could sort of come up with like, well, here's how long the vocals part will be, right. you know, verses and choruses, so to speak, and um, and uh, yeah, so that makes sense. That's how yeah. I could. That's how I. Only way I could probably do my songs anyway. Right, right, and you're you're. Yeah, you're probably coming up with the lyrics at the end. I would imagine, right? With, with most yeah. Of this stuff. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. Or, I mean, or around the same time, I'd be arranging the the parts. Right. I would come. That's how I would do my lyrics anyway. Right. We kind of like whoever wants to. Like, we'll come up with the music and then like wh- whoever feels like singing on it. Like sometimes somebody's like, oh, "I want to sing on this one," or you know. 
cool. That's awesome. People just kind of pick what they want to sing on. Yeah, and the other thing that's we great. try to have multiple vocals too, like on in in oh, a song because I think it makes it more interesting. Actually, that one was mostly Jason, right? That that's, was all is, Jason. Is there one with 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 multiple of you? Untie me is Jason and Gavin. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Untie me. I parts. heard you. Mo- you were. You sound like you were. Jason, sort of in the background on, on okay. the choruses, okay. sort of like on the on, yeah on the chorus. Song called the Projectionist, which is me and Jason, me and Gavin oh, yeah. on pennies. Gavin's okay. I, yeah, pennies. actually, in the very last minute, I and Hollow and Hollow, right? Yeah, I had one of them on pennies, which is a song I think we should play. Is that I thought like I I added my vocals on the last chorus of that song, and then it sounded to me like Talia's voice and vocals were just so strong throughout the whole thing that when I came in, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm kind of ruining this. So luckily, we decided to pull me down a little bit. I think and it worked. It just worked much more better, much more better, much better, and it sort of helped everything coalesce a little bit more. Um, but the projectionist is is a good one for both Talia and Jason. Interesting. Um, which I sort of think of as E in terms of vocals most of the time. It's sort of Talia and Jason working together vocally mm-hmm. and then I throw one of my one or two of mine. Right. On, it, onto the it's funny that you mentioned earlier you said you, you put in some bass because didn't didn't you tell me once that you you originally like saw yourself as the bass player uh, yeah. in this band? Because yeah. they had a drummer before you. They had that, a drummer, yeah, yeah Alex right. Tisdale. Right, right. And uh, I had I saw them play, and I, you know, at the time, I was like, needed a project, and I was going to propose to Jason, um, you know, sort of as a joke, like, <laughs> ha ha, nudge nudge, wink wink, as a joke, but like, ha ha, I'm joking, I'm not joking, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm not joking, um, and then it was like two weeks later, then Talia actually called me and was like, mm-hmm. do you want to play drums? I was like, well, I know how to do that actually. So, <laughs> and you've seen the band, so it's yeah. like you know what it is, right? Right, right. But yeah, let's play Pennies. That sounds like a fun one. This is WZBC. You're listening to Free Association. E is here. Stick around.
record is negative work and that was the projectionist before that we played a track called pennies talia zedek and gavin mccarthy are here thanks again for coming in you are welcome yeah that was i was just remarking about how um how great this sounds it was just it sounds so the the mastering is great the mixing is great everything's so um distinct and as soon as he hits that pedal you know, you really right. hear the that sub sub frequency. It's fantastic. Pops out, yeah. Thanks. So you you guys were we were just talking about like the remote mixing aspect of that. I think that's kind of interesting because um, I know that that the, the studios in, in Providence and we live here. Pawtucket, yeah. Yeah, or Pawtucket, oh, right? You know, North uh, Providence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I I, I, I kind of had a a a situation where I was remote mixing once with a guy in in Woodstock, and he actually, he said, you know, instead of keep driving all the way to Woodstock and doing this, why don't we, why don't we do it this way? And he had some setup where he could actually live stream it while I was at home and live stream the mix. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. wow. And that, it, it was a little bit of a delay, but um, it, it, it worked out pretty well. 
You Interesting. Know? Um, now, one time he had some technical difficulties, and it didn't, you know, didn't didn't come up. But that it saved me a lot of effort. In a way, it does because I mean, there's always that process of like mixing in the studio, then taking it home and listening to it right on your stereo, and then being like, okay, we got to change this, that, the other, or whatever. Or, you know, not changing it, whatever the, the case may be. So this this kind of eliminates that because you're right. actually listening to to it first on your stereo. On your system that on you your know. System that you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because that seems to always happen. You mix in the studio, then you go home, and you're like, ooh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Or you listen to yeah. it on a headphones, and something pops out. But I, Craig told me once we were mixing with, with Craig Schumacher in Tucson. He said, if I'm mixing, and this might be part of it too, if I'm mixing, I don't want you there. <laughs> I, in other yeah. words, when I, mean, I first start, I don't want you can come in at the end of the day, right? I'm going to mix a song for maybe four hours because I got right. I got to get the drums up. I got to exactly, you know, yeah. I got all. You don't need to be here and ruin I your think ears that's what for Seth this. Was like, that's yeah, probably what Seth he was Manchester who engineered and produced, mixed it. Um, was like, you know, because we were going back and forth from Pawtucket to Boston, and he was like, you know, why don't you guys just stay home and listen to it you know that's on what your he was home thinking, stereos yeah, right. yeah why do you need but, to be here for a while i'm bringing up the drums and right right yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah he yeah. duped us we got duped because there's a lot of just staring at seth's back you know <laughs> while he's like tapping right. away and just wondering what the hell is he doing is he, is he is he moving all of the snare drum hits or like right. you know what i mean and then you know, if like, i'm always like you know yeah. is he auto-tuning my vocals you know <laughs> right. it's like usually like you know cleaning up like breaths or something like that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of. right you get the questions he gets the questions sometimes he's like don't worry about that you know i'm still bringing this thing up right and then this like engineers are always doing like all those edits and all the little cleanup things and all the little crossfades or whatever oh, they yeah. have to do and you end up just sitting there forever right. so i found it great because i would go out to the desert and just you know or go outside and whatever and then when i came in at whatever it was three middle of the afternoon 233 I had fresh ears. I was ready. I sat down, and he's like, okay, "Okay, this is where I am. This is where I. This is where I am. You know. Yeah, and yeah. Le- what do you think of this?" And then it's like my ears aren't shattered from listening to him like work on drum sounds for three hours. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Um, and that seemed to work pretty well. You know. So maybe he. Yeah, that's I mean, where Seth, he was going. Seth is a musician too, so I think that oh, is where okay. he was coming from. You know, right. like kind of like, like makes sense. Yeah. And the engineer always knows better than the band in terms of like what they should do you know in terms of at least initially in terms of sounds and what to apply to instruments compressing and limiting or whatever that right all that that business is well the tech the technical stuff i just stay out of anyway because i don't understand it you know whatever he's doing with compression and you know it's like i you know that's kind of over my head so i just i just listened i just listened to it and know if it it sounds good or not you know yeah 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 Um, but yeah, it sounds really great. The 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 production is fantastic. Thanks, thanks. Um, it's funny how it, you know, it, it's <laughs> I I started this whole conversation off by saying yeah, this this you want to get to what it sounds like live, but I mean this this does sound you like you live, but I can hear everything better. You know, I mean it's yeah. just the, it's the nature of a venue, right? I mean you can't bring out it's going to sound like a wash sometimes. It depends on the venue, I guess. Yeah, in but, fact, I was talking to Rafi about it today. I said to Rafi, and I hadn't even mentioned it to you guys, I was just like, oh, Rafi, I was thinking, like, maybe you should come out to the Midway on the 25th and, and do sound. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I don't know. You know, it's the Midway. <laughs> and, and he's, But he yeah. did say, he's like, make sure that you put Jason's oscillators and pedals or his bass amp through right. the PA 
because like he said last time at, at the midway that just got totally lost yeah so, and they said he says they have a nice sound system there well now. i thought i thought that they they at least they used to do it there they used to um they used to not uh, put mic the guitar, anything, yeah. yeah. Used to yeah, not mic any, not they're not micing the amps. Swear, they're not like, Sometimes they do mic stuff though. It's weird. Sometimes oh, okay. they do. I don't sometimes think they, they need. Do. I personally wouldn't need to mic guitar amps or really maybe maybe mic the kick drum or something. But I don't think they mic'd anything last time we played there except for the kick drum and, and the sometimes, vocals. Sometimes they do. It's, yeah. it's weird. Like I've definitely played there and have them. Yeah. Maybe it depends on who's doing the sound. And maybe it depends on who's doing the sound. So we should talk about this show a week from tonight. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. So we have a record release show. Right. And it's mm-hmm. actually on the day that our record's being released. Oh, yeah. We're actually doing two shows. We're doing one in two two record release shows. One in Providence on the twenty fourth, cool. um, with Whore Paint and uh, oh gosh, in Providence. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot. There's two other bands. Um, two Providence bands. Whore Paint's Providence, right? Yeah. Wait, I can I can look it up real quick. Or and then, yeah, and then we do um, Friday the same, more or less the same. Bill Friday at um, Midway. With the midway with um, whore paint and um, and arch cape. Okay, if you say so. Yeah, that's <laughs> maybe. And then yeah, we'll look it up. We'll look it up between the between the break. And then two weeks from today, we play with Super Chunk. In oh wow, Belgium. Cortric. Cool. Cortric. Yeah. Interesting. Did you play that before? On, on did you play that Belgium on the last tour? Oh yeah, we. We're big in Belgium. No, no. I mean, yeah, we always we always play Belgium, or I always. We're, you played in Belgium a billion times, probably. Yeah, and we. Did, I think we only did two shows in Belgium last time. Yeah, we, we got three this time. Cool. We get three this time. That's great. Yeah. And and I and you you were telling me about the show with um, Shellac. In the, oh yeah, that's that's, that's a ways off. That's September in right. New York. That'll be a good Shellac show. and us, yeah. and we're trying to do a few other shows around that time as well in D.C. and Philly and great. Um, Maybe Boston. And how is this working? I don't know if Jason's listening. Hi, Jason. Uh, but I, how is this working with him being in in, uh, in 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 the Denver area? Is he is he coming in and, and like coming in for a couple of weeks to rehearse and then? He's coming in like we've done um, we've done a few little runs. So he he moved in November, and then he came back like in February. We did a little Canadian trip, mini, mini tour, mini micro tour, tour. yeah, micro tour. <laughs> That was a, that, it. Was a, it wasn't a micro. It was the last one. They came. He came again in March, and we did um, a couple shows in New York and Providence. So we've been able to kind of get shows, get some shows that will like kind of cover his airfare right. and stuff like that. But so and you know put together a little string. But yeah, it's you can't really do just the, the sort of one off. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Hey, you, you want to you know <laughs> want to go right. play the. Great Scott tonight, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So that that kind of stuff's off the table. We have to plan ahead a, a little bit more, but it seems to have, to have been working out so far. Cool. I mean, it is possible to do. A lot of bands do have have band members, you know, spread out all over the country. This is not, you know, it's 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 tricky, but it, it can work. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, we're currently trying to figure out how and if you know how how writing is going to be possible going forward. You know, if we're going to try and write remotely. I see what you mean. You know, and yeah. to have Jason send Jason parts or have Jason send us parts and piece them together. It's going to be a different experience, um, one that has yet to really sort of materialize in terms of its process. But right. Because you were rehearsing when he was here. I assume you were, I think you were rehearsing every week. Right? Yeah, 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 twice a week. Okay, you know, wow. You know, wow. and when we got back from that tour last year, we imme- we took like a month or two off and then we immediately started finishing 
Didn't we take a month or two? Oh, you went to you went you were doing solo Talizetic band stuff. You went back to yeah, Europe for yeah. March, and then back in March, April, May, and June, and yeah, throughout the summer of last year, we worked really hard. We practiced twice a week. You know, it's typical wow. band. Jason stuff. was gone in June. That's what it was. Yeah, he was, he was gone for all of June. I was gone for all of March. But it's funny because uh, yeah, this record like um, we had written more than half of it. I think slightly more than half of it before. We went on our first tour because we were like, you know, we, you can't go on tour with 10 songs. So we were like, yeah, so we had already, we had, I think we had had like, yeah, we had like 16 songs something or something like that, when yeah. we, when we went on tour and, um, and so those, and we did this crazy long tour last time. I think we had, how many shows that was really in long. a row? Yeah. We did like we had 31 tw- shows and yeah. <laughs> consecutive shows. Out of, was it 30, Some, no, I think the total was 36 or 37 shows. Twenty-three of them were in a row. At one point, I think it was like twenty-one <laughs> oh or twenty-seven. I would worry about getting sick in the middle of that. Or no, we oh were God. all yeah. fried. We, we, we were like fried. beyond sick. We fried. You told me that you had a situation with your back where you were like, <laughs> "Oh man, that was the worst." <laughs> Could barely. I barely yeah, I threw out his back like that. Oh my God. It was like the day the last. after the last show. So, so you're could, in the airport, like hobbling through. Jesus, so I felt so brutal. Bad. Oh man, that's so bad. Everybody in the airport, sir, do you need some help? I was like, yeah, I need some help. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's probably from just being it. in the in the in the in the vehicle for so long or whatever. Could be, yeah, I don't know, was loading from, gear or something. Like, right. But that, then I think it was my twin reverb. <laughs> yeah. Did it. <laughs> but then we, you know, we got home from that tour, thirty-six shows, and then two days later we flew out again to Austin. Oh, that's right. We played this that's show right. in Austin. Yeah. And um, oh, that was just brutal in terms of. Being just really run down yeah, from right. all that. It was Not like essentially two months. Right. Felt like. And on these months. on these shows that you're doing, on the, I'm curious about this. Are you are you sticking to a set list, or are you varying it up for your own like sanity? I, <laughs> I mean, I guess even if you even if you stick to the same set list, you're you're varying. You know, you've got well, you've got freedom in the songs. Sort of, sort of. Again, we're not like you said. We're not jamming with right. these songs. Jamming, they're they're true. definitely yeah. pieces that we right. play. But I think I don't know. I don't remember. Do we? I don't know what we're going to do. I think that last time, we kind of. I think by the end of the tour, we kind of were doing a really similar set. I mean, sometimes you'd play longer, sometimes you'd play shorter. So I think we had kind of like a short set for like when we were opening up for somebody or playing on a big bill, and then we had like kind of a a longer set. But I think you know this time we'll. I think we be very switch it up more, yeah. a little bit. More. You have more more material now too, probably. So we have more we have more material. Yeah, yeah. so you and can um, do that. I always yeah. wonder about that when in, in touring. It's like, do we keep the same set or do we? Because you know, you you keep the same set. You know, you, it's going to get better and better and better and better. Right. But and then you get you dependent know, on it though. You get, you get a little exactly, bit like you right. then like ten shows mm-hmm. in, you're like you're going to switch the set, and you're like, oh god, how will, will this work? You know, <laughs> like I'm so confident with this order of songs. And, how am I going to follow that? Yeah, with that yeah. you know, it's not right. it's not going to be as yeah as powerful for the audience if we change what song we start with the thing is sometimes you do sets and you're you when when you're changing the set all the time which i've done like come used to always do that my old band come and um yeah like i mean sometimes it just definitely doesn't work and you're like well that was a bad idea (laughs) do you know what i mean like there's only like so many different combinations exactly good you know but like but then you know sometimes like something that'll be good for for one night um wouldn't be good for another i mean I think with us, with E, like compared to other projects I've 
been in. I think our intensity level is pretty consistent, so it's not as much like with other bands I've played with, it would be like, oh, well, we should do our quieter set tonight. Right. Or we, should, we don't, you know, we don't you know have I mean? that. That's our, not an option. Our, our sadder songs are like, oh, this should be our more rock and roll stuff. Right, you know, like, right. We, we just kind of have, you know, it's the sound, what it is. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's very subjective. I mean, nobody actually nobody's going to notice if we do <laughs> right. anything different. Okay, that's true. <laughs> right. We don't have any yeah. slow songs. Do we have any? Slow no, slow? no. I think God, all our songs are right around the same. Interesting. Same tempo. It's a well, good tempo, though. Should we should we play another track off this, or or do you want to play one off the first record? Or I would. I my favorite actually off the first one of my favorites off the first record is a really short instrumental called uh, Treeline, and that was essentially written, a lot of it was written before oops, uh, before I joined the band, and um, so I like, and I sort of came in and I, I, I think I borrowed, aka ripped off a good bit of Alex's original drum part, but I really think this one came out good in, in terms of its brevity, There's it's really economical, and it's, it's a really cool, cool little... Hear that little piece it's called tree line you're listening to wzbc the band e is here gavin mccarthy and toya zedek they have a show coming up a week from tonight at the midway cafe this is 90.3 boston college
candidate, the band E is here, Gavin McCarthy, Talia Zedek. Thanks again for coming in. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's uh, I guess we played three tracks off the off the first record there. Candidate, Regatta. What was the first? Tree line. Tree line. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, we should we should just before we before we leave we should talk about that show again Friday night. Yeah. Um, right at the midway. War Paint and what was the other band? Arch. Arch, Arch Cape. Cape. Arch Cape. And who was the who was the woman you were? Rachel Bloomberg. Name's Rachel Bloomberg. She's on from Portland, Oregon, but relocated to the east coast a few years ago and um cool. she's she's a drummer she's played drums with decemberist and Ward, like a ton of people she's also an artist a really great artist and filmmaker and so she's doing something that is going to kind of incorporate all three things she's got has a film that she made to oh, go wow. with like some music she's composed so i'm really and she's doing it all by herself so i'm really excited oh, to see what she's really cool what she's d- gonna do this sounds like a really cool show so yeah, yeah. yep so um, I guess we could play this band. Whore Paint is from Providence. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're play, amazing. Let's play a track from, from them. Providence. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming in. Yep. Thanks, thanks Brian. Brian. See you all Friday night. See you later. This is WZBC Free Association. <laughs>